Hi, welcome back to Unsalt Cell. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie. Hope everybody had a great week. Maddie, I'm sure your week was good because this is our second recording on the same day and we already discussed it. Yeah. Um, this week we're going to head back to Kentucky and back to Bardstown, for a ma- as a matter of fact. And um, that's because when I was researching the, the last episode, I ran across another story from that town that it needed to be told. So um, we're gonna jump on in because I'm gonna try to do the story y'all been waiting for at the end of this <laughs> one. We'll see. See how it goes. So I feel like I've been kind of dragging it out, but I'm really honestly not trying to do it on purpose. It's just some <laughs> of the stories run long, and that last one we did get like off on other stories. So we're not gonna do that on this one. Maddie's gonna act right. Yeah, right. I'm not the one that made everything go, I don't know, haywire. Well, I don't think it was me either, and I'm not sure about haywire, but... (laughs) Okay, so, on April 22nd, 2014, um, so this would have been before Crystal disappeared, I think. Was she 15 or 16? 16. No, the guy was, or the... The officer was 13. This would have been a year... grandfather was 16. A year after Officer Ellis died and before Crystal went missing. So, So, like in the same... So, in year uh, 2013, Officer Ellis was ambushed. In 2014, this story occurred. 2015, Crystal Rogers went missing. 2016, Tommy Ballard was murdered. Yep. So, it's like every year they have a big crime in this town. It's weird. Okay. So, Kathy Netherland's father had been called to go check on his daughter because she hadn't shown up for work that day and no one could reach her. Her youngest daughter had also not shown up for school and that was unlike her. I imagine when he walked into their house, he thought he had just, that they had just overslept. I'm positive he never imagined the horror he was about to walk into. Let's go back. Kathy was a 48-year-old special education teacher at Bardstown Elementary School. Her daughter, Samantha, was 16 and was a sophomore at Bardstown High School. They were both very loved by their peers. There was another daughter, Holly, who was 19. She was attending college. I'm not going to give the college, but she was attending college and was not living at home at the time. Kathy's husband and the girl's father had died in July of 2013 from cancer. So, um, honestly, just months earlier. Mm -hmm. So, they had had this tragic loss and things were hard, but they were trying, they were making it and they were trying to focus on happy times and and you know how you do it it would sometimes hit you and you go back right back to that loss but you try to focus on happy things you try to move on with your life and that's the way they were living kathy posted a good bit on facebook where she bragged about her kids particularly samantha she posted that samantha had gotten an acceptance letter from gatton Academy, I'm probably not saying that right, but it was uh, Gaten Academy of Math and Science. That is a residential high school for gifted juniors and seniors, and it was about a hundred miles away from Bardstown. 
So it would have been like a, um, she would have gone there to live. Mm. Sort of like college, but for high school. Hmm. So, um, she was pretty excited about it. It was for gifted students. So, you know, she was doing very well in school and everything. She also, um, was super excited about prom, but Kathy would make these comments on Facebook, which is pretty eerie to go back and look at somebody's Facebook, knowing that something happened. Yeah. It, it was eerie. Anyway. Um, police say that on the evening of April 21st, around 8 p.m., Kathy and Samantha were murdered in their home. Kathy was shot several times. Samantha, however, was bludgeoned to death. And then both had been stabbed and had their, um, I saw both cuts to their neck and that their throats were cut. Mm. So I'm not sure. The one that said that it came off the coroner's report said cuts to the neck. But Kathy was shot. That's the mom. The daughter was beaten to death with an object. So yeah, that seems very personal. Yes, the brutality of the murders, particularly Samantha's, made the police believe that the motive may have been personal, and they also believed that there was more than one person involved. Police were looking into many leads, but they found a video surveillance from a nearby gas station, and that showed a black Chevy Impala 2016 to 2013 with untinted windows and no spoiler okay let me pause us right here oh this car was in the area of the murders at the time mm. and um they felt very strongly that this car was involved they never said why so here's the thing the chevy impala crystal owned one mm. but hers was not Marine. black Hers right, was it was maroon. But when I was looking at her story, I saw a photo of her car on the back of a rollback where they were hauling it to um, go check it. And it looked black. It photographed black. But her windows are heavily tinted and she had a spoiler on the back. So I'm sure there are a bazillion Chevy Impalas. Yeah. But... It struck me odd that they specified untinted windows and no spoiler. They specified that. I didn't. Hmm. I thought it was odd that they would specify those two things, which made me wonder if other people had said maybe that one was connected or something like that. Because, hmm. I don't know, it just seemed like a strange two items to specify. Yeah. So it did put me, just because they said that, it did put me in mind that were they, did they look into her car at a later date and be like, was this car involved? I don't know. Maybe. It was just weird. It, it struck me as odd that they specified that. And I'm not that familiar with Chevy Impalas. Maybe 90% of them have the spoiler and tinted windows. I don't know. In any case, they asked the public to think outside of the box. That was their wording. They also said that the car could have been borrowed or rented. 
and they asked anybody that may have loaned a car, rented a car out that fit that description, that if it came back smelling of cleaner or if the person that used it was suspicious acting, that they please let law enforcement know. And they worked through the list of registrations of this type car in the area, but um, they were never able to make headway on that lead. Hmm. The interesting thing about that is that they never let go of that lead. It was their main lead it, in even in the most recent articles. Mm-hmm. They said, if we find this car, we will find our killers. But they never said why they were so sure. In the video, the car is going towards their house. And then um, I felt like it was a, a short amount of time to be able to go commit these crimes and then leave. Yeah. But um, it was, you know, a matter of minutes. And then it was coming back. But I don't know if they happened to have a camera angle that they didn't tell us about where the car was seen turning into their driveway or anything like mm. that. Um, I'm sure there's something they're not telling us because when I say they got this tip and they latched onto it like a bulldog, they were just adamant, find this car, find our killers. And they, it never went anywhere. Hmm. That was legitimately their only lead and i don't know if that's why they latched onto it so hard yeah but the netherlands house was put up for auction and then sold just months later months later yeah it it was in they released it it was in late um 2014 so Mm -hmm. and and they were killed in um april i believe i said so yeah, I think it was November of 2000, so months later. Man. Holly received the insurance, and she put up a large reward for any information. Her aunt, who is Kathy's sister, had been acting as sort of a spokesperson for the family, and she said in a statement to the press that Holly was the only one with a motive, and she had been cleared by police. Now, I believe she was trying to say that nobody would have had a reason to have killed Kathy and Samantha. So, what was the motive? The insurance. But it was an unfortunate way to say it because it kind of threw Holly under the bus. Yeah. Um, And I don't think she meant it that way. I think what she was trying to say was they were well-liked. There was no reason for anybody to have well, that didn't them. translate well and, at all. And I, I, I do. I think it was just an unfortunate way to say it because it did. It threw Holly under the bus. And then in all these armchair detectives' minds, Holly's now a suspect. Yeah. And we're talking a 19-year-old college student who was not in town at the time. She had gone back. Um, it was... If I'm not mistaken, that was Easter weekend. And so, but she, the police checked her out. She was clear. Okay, but here's the thing. Did they check out anybody that may have had something against Holly? Because maybe they mistaken Holly or Sarah for Holly. Samantha. Samantha. But um, 
you know that that is possible because they were close in age and and they do look um a decent amount alike yeah and it would be make more sense for somebody to be angry with holly because she's older okay but and in college what why would they not know she was in college maybe they thought that she was in or maybe she had come into town for Easter, possibly, yeah. Right. So they assumed that she was there and then, you know, planned to do it, you know, Easter dinner ran late or something. Um, that's possible, and I did not see that angle covered. Um, I have seen Holly herself mentioned several times as a suspect. She was away at school. Her school was two hours away from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, police did check. They also stated that she had not only contacted them about updates on the case, but that she had been very cooperative with everything they had asked. Well, no, I'm not saying that so, it's Holly. I'm yeah, saying, I did I not think... see anything other than that pertaining to Holly, gotcha. though, if they had, you know, said. But I have a hard time believing that anybody that would have known her well enough to have a grudge against her wouldn't know who she was you know what i mean yeah but maybe i don't know it's late it's dark yeah i mean that that's true um and you know samantha could have like switched rooms so like holly's gone now so she took holly's room because it's bigger it was eight o'clock at night they weren't in their bedroom so um and and they weren't found in their bedrooms gotcha People also questioned Holly's emotions, like the way she acted at the funeral and stuff. Like, I saw a ton of people speculating that this child was involved. Honestly, think about it for a second. She's 19 years old, and she legitimately lost her entire immediate family in the span of a couple months. Yeah. I mean, she had lost her father of cancer, and then her mother and her sister to murder. In this town where why is this happening you know and so i think there probably was an aspect of shock Mm -hmm. involved and so i think if she didn't um show her emotions the way people thought she should have at the funeral i feel like you know first off you can't really judge how somebody shows emotion because everybody shows it differently but um second off i I think she would be very justified in being in shock and just i mean she she's legit alone now she doesn't have anybody i mean she's got her aunts and her grandfather and stuff but that's her immediate family Mm -hmm. that's that's who you go to for holidays and, and everything you know you go to your parents for advice she she lost all of this mm-hmm. so you know I, I think it's unfair personally for anybody to judge her about the way she showed emotions just because i could not even imagine yeah i could not imagine so um i just i think people are wrong i think that they're barking up the wrong tree also on her facebook Kathy had posted just like days before the murder that Holly had a torn rotator cuff and she was probably going to need surgery. So I think the chances of her being able to beat somebody to death 
somebody that is roughly her size. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. I mean, she's 19. Where did she get the gun? There's so much. No, I don't. I think people are barking up the wrong tree. I think it's easy for you to go, well, it's got to be somebody involved because that's what TV, you know, somebody yeah. close to the situation because that's what TV tells us. But um, I think it's sad that this child, you know, sees this online that people are blaming her and it's just another hit that she shouldn't mm -hmm. have to take. I, I just don't think that's right. Um, there was something else on Kathy's Facebook that I found odd um, when I was, I stalked her and, you know, just kind of trying to see, like, one of the last things she posted, she took one of those stupid personality quizzes, mm -hmm. you know, that was the night she died. Oh. You know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's eerie. What did the personality quiz say? Oh, I think it was something like, what kind of tree was she or something? I don't know. I, didn't, I was more looking for something that yeah. would have kind of clued you in as to what, you know, if anything had happened. And I did find something. And then I went and searched on that information to see if I could find it listed anywhere else. And I found it um, on Web Sleuth. So they had theories. But... It's one of those things that didn't really, I mean, it seemed like, is that something? Is that not something? But then given what happened a couple months later, you're like, oh, this could have been something, mm -hmm. you know? So she posted that they were at the house and that they heard a noise. And they thought the cat had knocked over something and broke it. And they went to investigate. And when they did, they had a storm door. And they had two sheets of glass, a top sheet and a bottom sheet both sheets of glass were broke. Hmm. There was not, um, she said that she thought maybe it hadn't been latched when somebody came in and the wind hit it or something, which, you know, those doors are, they do fling about in the wind, but also that glass isn't exactly delicate. Mm -mm. You know, it's a door. It's made to be slammed. Yeah. Um, a storm door in particular generally has a thicker glass to it. Mm -hmm. So people were asking, you know, like, are you sure somebody didn't break it? You know, that seems a little odd. And she was like that they had checked and there was not any rocks or anything like that that would have like that was laying in the glass. There was no damage to the wood. There was no damage to the front door. So, like, if somebody had shot through it or something, yeah. it would have hit the door. There was no damage. There was nothing but the glass on the ground. So, um, she insists that she's pretty sure that it was the wind and everything. Now, on Web Sleuth, because that was mentioned, somebody looked it up and they said that actually the wind was very calm that night. The, um, they checked the weather reports. Hmm. The wind was calm. It really was not windy that night. So it's not like they were having a storm or something. It would have slammed with force, which I think would be possible to break the glass. But both sheets. Yeah. It just seems, it's odd. I don't know. That's weird. But in any case, you know, it was weird. But at the time, she kind of brushed it off. And, you know, people on her Facebook were like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird, you know. Yeah. But 
I can see where she's like, I mean, there's nothing there. It had to just been the wind. It, it's a weird thing, but you know, it's not that serious. But this happened on um, New Year's Eve. So, you know, it, it legitimately is just a few months before. Yeah. Four months before the murders. So now looking back, it, it seems like there could have been something to it. Yeah. There was also a lot of talk on her Facebook about Samantha going to the prom. Um, she's very excited about it. They showed her promposal. Um, it was like a little cute sucker thing with like the little dummies. And oh. it was something like uh, you'd be a dummy to say no or <laughs> something like that. It was Dumb -dumb. cute. Um, the they showed she showed uh the dress and the jewelry shit that were wearing it but she just showed the dress and the jewelry and she just talking about how you know they were able to go out and they found it all at, you know one time so on one day so they didn't have to make multiple trips they were thrilled about that yeah I mean, that's they were nice super excited about it um they had a vigil after the murders and the family showed a picture of Samantha wearing the prom dress and they had said that she was, they buried her in the prom dress. Mm -hmm. And the aunt said it seemed fitting that she should get to wear her pretty dress at least once. Aww. So, um, there were no suspects. There were no other leads other than the car found. There hasn't been any new information released on this case in years now because of the crimes that took place over that four-year span mm -hmm. people want to connect the crimes together and so there are a lot of rumors um there was a rumor that kathy was having an affair with somebody's husband um Nobody that knew her, none of her friends, none of her family, nobody mm -hmm. believed that was the case. Nobody was able to put a name to it. Um, you know, at this point, if you knew that that was true, it feels like you would step up and go, oh, well, she was sleeping with Johnny up the street. Yeah. You know, could have been his wife or whatever. Could have been him because she was going to tell his wife. It just feels like after she's murdered you would step up and be mm -hmm. like listen protecting her her honor or whatever is not important now you know finding answers is yeah you know not to mention that anybody that you felt like was a suspect in beating a 16 year old to death let's get them off the street right, right? so it doesn't make sense to me that that would be true um her husband had just died. I highly doubt, you know, and, and they look very happy in pictures mm -hmm. and everything, you know, which you never know. But I don't know. She doesn't seem like she didn't come across as the type. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there are some of them that you're like, her husband dies and she's going to have a date to the funeral. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there's some people that you're like, no, nah, they're not really interested, you know? Yeah. So, um, I just, I don't think that was true. I think it was more just gossip, you know, people conjecture. 
there was another rumor that she had taught one of Officer Ellis's children. One of his children was special needs, and she was a special needs teacher in the town. Mm-hmm. But her family went back and looked, and they said as far as they can find, she did not ever teach any of his kids. Um, there was also a rumor that Samantha had babysat for Crystal. Hmm. But, um, again, the family says, as far as they can tell, that there is absolutely no connection to Officer Ellis or Crystal or Tommy. Right. And she was killed before Crystal disappeared. So, you know, that, that wasn't even. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're saying Crystal's boyfriend was involved in something illegal that she could have overheard something or whatever. Um, And then, you know, Crystal, but the chances of her overhearing and Crystal not, or I don't know, it just, I don't even know why it would matter if she did, Mm -hmm. but it would be an odd connection. But um, in any case, as far as anybody could tell, and they did try to look for a connection, neither of these, these, ladies were connected to officer ellis crystal or tommy so it looks like it's it's just that rumors now there was a jailhouse informant who again came forward and he said that the netherlands were murdered as part of a gang initiation he did seem like he had some details that um, were not released to the public Hmm. because he said that they had been tied to chairs and I could not find that listed anywhere. I could not find any information. I couldn't find it in any articles, in any blogs, nothing. And what I did find though was a confirmation that Holly made where she said that the police did ask her about the normal locations of their chairs. Huh. And, um, but his story was never corroborated. And so nothing really came of that. Now, here's my thing about that one is, why them? Yeah. Why? So it's just so weird. A gang initiation. So okay, let's just say that's true. Why them? They don't come across as the type of people that would have any kind of gang affiliations. Mm. Um, now I'm sure that there's some gang somewhere who's just like picking innocent people and you know doing something to them. Well, yeah, for a while. Um, not to go off on another tangent, but for a while in the Augusta area, there were kids getting hit and run on the way to. The like standing at the school bus stop as a gang initiation is what they thought. And I never saw anything like I never saw that report. Brandon got hit and run. Yeah, but I just thought I mean I didn't think it was in the report that it was suspected gang initiation. No, I never knew that. I never knew that. But several kids got hit in the Augusta area. But I didn't know he was at the bus stop. He walked I JP thought he was walking the down the road. No, he walked JP to the bus stop. Or maybe it was the other girl, the uh, the dad's girl. I don't know what her name is. Oh, uh, it wasn't JP, I don't think. So was she almost hit, or he was on the way back? He, no, she was there. She saw it, but she didn't get hit. He pushed mm-hmm. her out of the way. Or... Yeah, I think so. 
I can't really remember. Okay, real quick. Um, these people were chit-chatting about. This is Matlin's um, stepbrother. Her father married this woman. This is her son from her previous relationship <laughs> <laughs> that we're talking about. And I'm sorry for the details. They're fuzzy because it was so long ago and... I'm pregnant and I got pregnancy brain. <laughs> but um, a long time ago, he was hit in a hit and run and they never found who hit him. We probably should cover that one day. We should. Um, we should cover all the kids I, that went. I had actually heard that they felt like it was somebody on the way to Vogel because mm. of where it was. But I had not ever heard that it was a gang initiation. That That is new information to me. Um, I don't, maybe JP, I'm just pulling that out of my butt, though. JP sure. is um, is my kid's brother on their father's side, not my side. So it's a whole extended thing. And you might have heard me. I don't remember. I told the story about when Ansley and Will went missing. Yeah. Okay, so Brandon was the kid that they were foolish enough to leave with us after <laughs> we had proven we couldn't be trusted. <laughs> and... Yeah. um. So, that that was Brandon. So, but he's fine. He's um, he survived. He's yeah. He's fine. He's expecting married. his second kid. Right. Got any a cute baby now. girl and um, expecting another one. So he's good. Yeah. Anyway, my okay. I got what you're saying, but and I kind of was gonna say that I feel like most gang initiations involve other gangs, but also. Um, like a you see somebody on the street and you know you do something not yeah. like you whole go to their house so let's say it's a gang initiation they're in this car that the police are positive are involved mm -hmm. why did they drive by all these other houses go to their house because they had them picked out particularly you know what i'm saying yeah and i don't know it just how would they have caught the eye of a gang well this maybe, is a okay. special ed teacher so, and a 16 year old honor student so think about it this way um they're going into the grocery store one day and a guy's cat calling them and they just like brush it off or whatever or say something like you know i don't know but then that guy gets mad so that's why and he was part of a gang so maybe. he's like so you're going to go after these people. So maybe it's like something like little man syndrome. I mean, that's at all possible. So then do you, okay. Cause I'm leading another way. I know people say that, but I think it may have been a stalker. Well, I still think it, uh, it wasn't geared towards them. It was more geared towards Holly. So you think it was okay, but I think it was a stalker. I think that you the, think they were stalking the 16 year old. Yeah. I think they were. The sisters do favor, but I don't know that they look that much alike. Um, yeah. They had two different color hair. Um, they did look alike in the face, but I don't know. I feel like if you were stalking them, you'd know who it was. Yeah. Um, you know, but we did have that case the other week about the guy who mistook the sisters, but they looked a lot alike. Both had the same color hair, mm. same build. I mean, I could see where you could get them confused. These sisters, 
you know, they had different color hair. They do look a lot alike, but they're not exact by any means. I think one was a little taller than the other. Um, but without them being next to each other, I guess you could. I feel like... I don't know. It feels so personal mm. that that it was so brutal. Like, and you shot the mom. Okay, that's to get her out of the way quickly. Yeah. You know, the rest of it feels very personal. Oh, yeah. So... You don't beat somebody to death without it being personal. And I do think that the, the storm door is too weird to discount. Yeah. I think if it had been a one-off and nothing else ever came, you know, it could be something that you're like, oh, maybe some flaw in the door or something. I don't know. But given what happened just a couple months later, I think it was a stalker. And I think that they were um, maybe testing to see, you know, who was in the house. Mm -hmm. Maybe, um, Maybe Holly was home that day. Maybe. And they, you know, did whatever. And then they were like, oh, there are too many people there now. I don't know if I can, you know, get all of them. Yeah. You know, I know that I can come in and get a hold of one of them, use that one to control the other one. If three people are there, it's a wild card. One of them could get out the door and call for help. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can control three people, but I feel like I can control two. Maybe they were going to make a move that day and there was somebody extra at the house. Hmm. Maybe they did it, seen who all came out. Then they were like, no. Because you, they're going to open the door. Yeah. You know, you've got the door open. You force yourself in. That's that. None of the neighbors heard gunshots, which is another thing that's always strikes me as odd but i honestly don't believe i would hear a gunshot but i live far away from my neighbor so but also this is kentucky right yeah i mean i feel like if i heard a gunshot right now where i am i wouldn't really think two things about it yeah you're right you're right I would like if the neighbor shot his gun right now, I wouldn't. You're yeah, 100% correct. Uh, we really would not. I mean, now if I was at my house and somebody shot their gun, yeah, because you out there at Murder Central, <laughs> not yes, you on are. the outskirts of Murder Central. You might as well be in Atlanta, <laughs> you out there at Murder Central. Every time I hear a murder up there, I'm like, I think they found two bodies again today. I think somebody got shot up there today. I'm like, what street is this? I'll be looking on the map of your house trying to see if it's close to you. I'm like, they done got my baby up there, Murder Central. <laughs> anyway. So, um, also, I saw the theory floated that it had something to do with the her, her acceptance to that special school. Mm -hmm. But I have a hard time believing I hope nobody takes this wrong, but I have a hard time believing that somebody that was intelligent enough to possibly get into this school was stupid enough to commit a murder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and why would you be that jealous? Like if you really wanted into that school and then she got it and you didn't. Um, she was newly dating the boyfriend. Maybe it was somebody, something that had to do with him. I don't know, but 
I personally feel like Samantha was the intended target. Mm -hmm. And I believe, and it doesn't even have to be, I mean, it could be a grown man that's just some weirdo that caught, you know, like you said, saw her in the grocery store and then caught infatuation with her. Yeah. And, you know, she's a 16-year-old girl. She maybe is just not... And neither one of them are probably living a life where they're like, you know, oh, is that guy following me? Right. Now, me, I'm suspicious as hell oh, yeah. of everything. Like, oh, yeah. If there's a car behind me too long, and it's stupid because, you know, the roads I travel on, it's 10 miles to the next road where you can turn off. Yeah. No, no shit, they're behind me for a long time. But if they're riding they your butt and then the other lane's open, like. I don't know. I had this weird thing happen to me at school, and I promise this short story is going to be short, so I ain't going to take away from that other one. But um, he, it was in the school pickup line, and he slammed on his brakes in front, like we were moving up, mm -hmm. and I was in my car, and he slammed on his brakes and stopped short. But I mean, I'm barely moving, like. Most of the time, I only mesh my gas. I just let off my clutch and roll. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I had to like plenty of time to stop, which I did hit my brake kind of hard. But um, it just so happened where I was. The person behind me was like way back. It wasn't like anything almost happened. But then it was like, and he was alone in the vehicle. And then it was like he let off his gas and then slammed on the brake again. Like, you know how you kind of make yeah. your vehicle jump like that mm -hmm. this is in the pickup line waiting to pick up kids right so it, it's That's odd behavior strange. right so he does that several times like easing up but he'd go up like a foot and then slam on the brakes and um my thing is that i can see that he's got like half a car length between him and the car in front of him mm -hmm. and they like you to pull up real close to him wow um, to squeeze more in because they've got a um, mm. like a crosswalk going mm. into the school and they like to have so many cars on this side of it and then um, the rest of the cars behind it and they keep it open so that they can let kids go through or teachers go through gotcha. or whatever and then you have to make a turn and they do the same thing on the other side because there's another crosswalk they cross the kids out and then lead them to their cars. That's where you actually pick up the kids. So it was weird. He was just like, um, like he would roll and hit the brake really hard, like slam the brake, not like ease to a stop. I mean, like jerk the truck slam. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this dude doing? Like, it's weird. Yeah. And so I'm not going to get close to him. But I was like, I think this guy's trying to make me hit him. Yeah, that was my and, first um, thought. And he's like a good half a car length away from the car in front of him, and he's supposed to be up closer. Well, here's the thing. I drive sticks, so when I stop, and I know that they're not going to pull any cars up for a minute, because you can see them waving when they do, I take my shit out of gear, <laughs> and mm. I just see it. I'm not going to sit there and hold the clutch that entire time. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. So I just stayed back from him, and... um. And I just took it out of gear, so I never rolled up. So whatever he was doing, it was not um, affecting me at all, but I just was like, that's weird. And he was looking at me in his mirror. Mm. And um, 
he was looking back in his mirror, whatever, but it looked like he was looking at me. So when we make the turn and we go, he is supposed to go in front of the crosswalk and um, I'm supposed to go in front of the crosswalk and then they'll stop the car behind me to mm -hmm. be behind the crosswalk. So um, we're rolling up and he slams the brake on again right there where I'm in the crosswalk and he just parks. And so the cop like motions for me to go up and I point at the guy and the cops like with his hands up, like what is happening? It's the same procedure every yeah. year. I mean, it's, it's not a new procedure and this guy's not new to the line. Right. Yeah. And so the cop goes and knocks on the guy's window and tells him to move up. And so I move up like super slow, but um, I got to get close to him and he does it again. He slams on the brake, but I'm already stopping. So I'm like, listen, you ain't going to catch me slipping in my mm -hmm. car. If I'd have been in the truck, I may have hit you. <laughs> yeah. But in my car, you ain't catching me slipping. So um, I'm barely out of the crosswalk. And so um, I look at the cop and I'm like, and he kind of shrugs at me. I shrug at him. And um, when we left, when we pulled out, you got to go like down a hill around a curve through a gate. Mm -hmm. And it's a road that, I mean, it doesn't even have lines on it. It's like a little back driveway almost. Yeah. He slams on his brakes going out the gate. Comes to a dead stop. Why? So and weird. I'm like, I told Zane, I said, I think this dude's drunk or something. And um, the second I got a chance to get around him, I did. And um, when I passed him, I was like, you know what? I think last week I passed that dude. He was doing like um, 45. Mm. And the speed limit's like 55. And there's like nothing. And I passed him. I'll pass you. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I can pass you and I will. If you're going <laughs> under the speed limit, I will. You know, mm. I don't ever pass where it's not safe to do so. I'm not, but you know, I may get up speed when I go to pass. I don't know. And I think um, that I had passed that guy the week before and I think he was pissed about it or something. Got a little man syndrome. But um, yeah, and it was like that. And I was like, now I got to watch for this dude. Because I don't know, it was weird. It was weird. It is weird. I was like, crazy people, man. So, I mean, people get offended over stuff that is normal. Like, I don't know why you care if I, you're not paying my car insurance. You're not paying my gas. Like, you're not paying my car payment. Yeah. I don't understand why you care. If you don't want people to pass, you maybe at least go the speed limit. Because mm -hmm. the speed limit is there. It's, it is like, okay, I get it, it's a limit, but also you're holding everybody up. There were like 30 cars behind us, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, what I'm thinking is me. <laughs> so I go around. I don't know, but that's my thing. It, it could be something simple like that where they pissed somebody off and they didn't even realize yeah. they had done it. I don't know. People don't make sense. So do you have any other theories that you think? No. Mm -mm. I mean, when you were telling the story, I've at first was like, mm, I've done that before, scratching my foot on the brake pedal. Like, oh, like gone like that by myself. You know, but and, then, but and then people you do it like going. if a kid is in the car and yeah. you like do it like you're dancing the vehicle or yeah. something. Like I've seen people do that. And but I mean, he was like in his mirror like this, like 
dead in his side mirror. Not his rear view mirror, his side mirror. So mm. I feel like he's looking dead at me. Yeah. And no, that's what when I think she it kept was. going. I was like, yeah, that's, that's not scratching. But on right. the actual road, and when I say there's a gate, also, this gate is the width of a, like, I drive through the gate all the time at normal speed. It's not, it's not like it's blocking the road at any point. It's like, if there was just a random piece of fence on each side of the road, yeah, that's how this gate is. It's like, I don't think it's ever been closed. It's not blocking anything. It's not something. A, a hundred cars drive through it daily mm -hmm. and don't have to stop dead still. There is no stop sign right there. There is no road coming in right there. There yeah. is absolutely no reason to stop. Especially not to slam on your brakes and dead ass stop. Yeah. So. Okay. So, um. I also ran across another story that actually also happened in Bardstown. Okay. Um, in 1985, so this is way back. 1985, a lady named Lucinda Strange and her husband Jerome and their two kids, a son Travis and a daughter Allison, moved into a beautiful rural 10-acre property in, on Clarkstown Road in Bardsville, mm -hmm. um, Bardstown, Kentucky. They were happy there. Lucinda got a job as a hostess at a nearby Holiday Inn, and they soon settled into a routine. Things were going great. Now, on March 25th, 1990, Lucinda comes home from work. She does her evening routine. Um, it's a little after 7 p.m. She tells Jerome, she says, I'm going to head out for my walk. She walked daily for exercise, so that part was routine, but the times always varied depending on what was going on with her day. About an hour later, there's a knock at the door, and there are some people there, and they tell Jerome that somebody's laying off the side of the road. He calls 911. He runs out of the house. The body's like 200 foot away from his house. He had expected that Lucinda would be back by now, so he was a little concerned. He goes to the ditch where this person's laying in a heap and he sees that it is his beloved wife. He sees her headphones and her Walkman are nearby and he thinks somebody must have hit her with their car. And so he's thinking hit and run. He knows that she's gone. He covers her up with his jacket and then he sits and holds her until help arrives. His kids come out because they want to see what's going on, and he stops them. He tells them, you know, go back in the house. He doesn't let them get close to the body because he's hoping to spare them from the nightmare that would be trapped in his mind forever. How could somebody just run over his beloved wife, a mother and a grandmother, and just leave her lying in a ditch? The coroner set to work that night. Mm -hmm. on um, this. He figures, you know, it's a cut and dried hit and run. He'll see if he can find any evidence, but, you know, it's probably going to be quick. He gets into his work, and then he realizes that Lucinda was not a victim of a hit and run. She had been stabbed. What? Multiple times. She had multiple stab wounds, multiple cuts, and she had defensive wounds to her hands and arms. Police, um, think given the number of wounds on her maybe this is personal maybe this is somebody that knows her. yeah 
Lucinda was well-liked, though. She had no known enemies. She wasn't involved in any risky or criminal behavior. Jerome wasn't involved in anything risky or criminal. I mean, you never know for sure, but um, there's no evidence that either one is having an affair. They seem happily married. They seem like things are going well with them. They seem happy at their jobs, at, you know, with where they live. Everything seems fine. So there is no outward reason why she would have been targeted. This road is rural, though. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't targeted, it was just so happened that she was walking down the road. There's nobody else there, and a random car full of killers comes by. Seems odd. Yeah, doubtful. Now, she could have overheard something at her job because she did work in a restaurant at a hotel and shady stuff goes on at hotels. But um, if that was the case, would they have gone to her house to get her? Would they have caught her, you know, going into work? Or And what was the plan? You just go sit outside her house and wait on her to leave? That seems sketch, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't walk the same time every day. Now, Jerome thought it could be a case of mistaken identity. But, like I said, the road's super rural. You know, they're just driving down and they're like, oh, there's Jenny. And they, and then they're like, oh, my bad, that wasn't Jenny. I mean, that seems odd too, right? Yeah. Um, there were some other things going on in the area and in the surrounding counties that bear mentioning. Uh, just because of their proximity and the uh, in location and in time. First off, on January seventh, nineteen ninety, so like that same year, mm -hmm. um, some hunters are in a remote area of the woods, and that's in Davies County. They discover a brutalized body of an unknown man, and, and this is rough. So I'm just FYI the information I give next is going to be rough. He had been mutilated. He was naked. He had been raped, beaten. He had his teeth pulled out. His skull was crushed. His hands and feet were cut off. And he had been shot several times. Oh my goodness. He had been dead for about two days before they found him. And the only thing they really found with him was a pair of gold glasses that were near the body. There were no other clues as to who he was or how he got there. They believe he was between 25 and 40 years old. Um, they had him measured at five foot and 130 pounds, but I don't know if five foot is correct. Now, on April 3rd, which was just about a week after Lucinda's murder, a young girl was taken from Jefferson County, Kentucky, and held in the woods of LaRue County. Um, we won't talk about what she went through just because she survived and there's no reason to really go into it. Um, I will tell you that what she went through was bad. It was really bad. She apparently was the third girl that these two guys had captured and held in this area in that time frame. The first two, they had already raped, murdered, dismembered, and spread about three counties. Oh my goodness. Um, they had a camp set up out in the woods, and they would kidnap these girls, tie them to a tree, torture them, then murder them, and get another one. They caught this third girl the week after Lucinda's murder. 
which means the week of Lucinda's murder probably and the weeks before that, mm. in that time frame, they had the other two girls that they were kidnapping too. Oh so they were in the area kidnapping people. Now, one of the counties that they spread these bodies into... Well, how'd she get away? I'm going to tell you. Okay. It was Nelson County, which is the county Bardstown is located in, mm -hmm. and then the two counties that border it. And then they were in a, a county that bordered it. So they were in this three-county area yeah. camping and murdering and hiding bodies. So we know for sure there are serial rapers and killers in that area when Lucinda's murdered. These killers are James Ray Cable and Philip Clopton. This girl that they captured, the third one, she is 15 years old. Mm -hmm. She was not even close to their first victim. They had left bodies all over Kentucky. Um, this was just the latest in their kidnapping, raping, and murdering. Mm -hmm. This was not even close to their first stint at this. Um, this girl, though, she was Clopton's last victim. Cable left them alone, and this girl was able to free herself. She grabbed a shotgun that they had left laying on the ground, and she shot Clopton dead as a doornail while he slept in the tent. Good for her. Exactly. She also then escaped, alerted police, and then aided in the capture and conviction of Cable. He went on to murder again in prison, where he um, beat another prisoner to death with a dumbbell. Uh, he also in prison was allowed to marry and have a baby. What? Yeah. Sounds about right. With how the justice tr system has treated women and crimes against women throughout the ages. But that is a soapbox I will not be standing on today. I will say, what in the actual hell is wrong with these women who marry these dudes in prison? Like, not that you already had a relationship, he got busted, and you continued the relationship. But a dude that you know is a bad dude, you know he's in prison for rape and murder, and you go, he's the one. Exactly. Like, um, the most famous case right now is Alec Murdoch, and all these girls are coming out the woodwork writing to him about how much they love him and everything. And Cuss is not attractive. I don't mean to, I, no, like... not at all. Like, every once in a while, there'll be one of them, and you see his mugshot, and you're like, um, like, you remember that guy a while back on social media? He was fine as hell, and they showed his mugshot. He was like a model or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, him, I'm like, that dude's good looking you know but, yeah, but no weirdos something's like, wrong why do you have why do you have a serial killer fetish yeah i don't know and, and like you don't think he's gonna kill you you're an idiot anyway i hope that don't hit too close to home for none of y'all but if it does girl or die because i guess some guys are probably doing the same thing we weirdo. just don't ever hear about it yeah i mean <laughs> listen i ain't judging please don't kill me <laughs> Listen, y'all call me Judy because I'm judging. <laughs> I am sorry, but girl. So, um, what do you think about that? Do you think they are connected to Lucinda's murder? She was not so. their regular victim. They did generally like younger women. Um, it doesn't seem as brutal enough. Yeah, and she, I mean, as far as I saw, was not assaulted other than the murder. Yeah. Um... 
I don't know if they could call gang initiation or something, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's, it's so out there. Weird. Like you're driving by, you see somebody, you jump out the car, stab them a ton of times, get back in your car and drive, and it's right in front of their house. Yeah, that's, that's weird as hell. No, was it before her run or after? I'm not sure. Cause it's right there at the house. I don't know. Okay, we got one more story, and then I do believe I got time to get to this story. Y'all been waiting on. Uh, this is James Mann Morris. He does not have anything to do with Bardstown, but he is missing from Kentucky, and he was the reason we originally stopped into the state. His nickname was Mousy. Um, this is one of those cases with too little information. James was last seen on May 4th, 1977. He was seen in Henderson, Kentucky. He's a white male, 5'11", 155 pounds, black hair, hazel eyes. He wore gold wire-rimmed glasses with light-sensitive lenses, which I did not know was a thing in 77. Wait. No, it's okay. different because uh, that other guy had only been dead for two days. His eyelids drooped so that he had to tip his head back to be able to see clearly. He is 28 years old. Um, I have a picture of him. I love his picture. If you picture a hippie that you've ever seen portrayed in any movie ever, mm -hmm. this is James's picture. Hmm. I mean, he looked like he was out there having a good time. Nobody reported that he liked to smoke pot, but he might have. <laughs> um, here is why I think this is odd that there isn't much information in this case. It's because they had such a good description of his clothing the way he had to hold his head, all of that. They had such good descriptions, mm -hmm. but no information. And I think that's weird. His clothing was described as an old rust-colored corduroy jacket that was waist-length, blue jean leather sandals with dark brown and black studs on them. He wore a Mickey Mouse watch and a tiger's eye stone gold ring. He did drive a car, which was also briefly missing, but that was soon recovered across state lines in Evansville, Indiana, which was only about 10 miles away from where he was last seen. Gotcha. Police believe that he was taken to a remote location in Henderson County and shot. I could not find any information on what led them to that conclusion or any evidence that supported it, but that was their story. His body has never been found in his killer or killers. If that is what happened, they have never been brought to justice. Okay. So that's a sad story. I just wanted to cover it. That was the one that started all of this? Yes, that was the story that started all of this. And then I got into research and then I got in Bardstown and I was like, what is happening in this place? Their their crimes are random. It's not yeah. like everybody's got crimes, but theirs are random. Just like, I mean, a woman jogging, she gets stabbed. Yeah, several I mean, times. the whole ambush of the cop, it's like their stories are random. Though. Yeah. So I got stuck in there and I was like, listen, but I, I need to throw this guy in because I like to do those cases sometimes where nobody else is going to cover it because you can't make a whole story out of yeah. it. So he deserved to be talked about. All right. So here goes the story everybody's been waiting on. I hope it lives up to the hype. 
Um, <laughs> very few people know this story. I'm not even sure that Maddie knows the whole story. I don't, I don't story. think I do. Um, I had to remove some of the identifying details. Sorry about that. <laughs> I need plausible deniability. So if you know me and you figure it out, sorry, I reckon. Not really. I mean, it's so what happened. I can laugh at it now. It wasn't funny at the time, but I can laugh now. At the time, I was going through a rough period in my life. My relationship was falling apart. Um, we were absolutely broke. I wasn't sure how I was going to feed my kids. Couldn't pay the bills. Things were rough, right? Um, this was years ago. Everything's better now. I corrected what was causing that. And um, the story does get funny, though, so it's cool. Y'all can laugh. Anyhow, one day I pick up the phone bill and it is crazy high. I start going through it. I notice a number I do not recognize. I start to investigate as we do. This number shows up repeatedly and sometimes it's bouncing off a tower that is in a town about an hour away from us. And that used to be listed on the phone bill. What phone tower the phone pinged off of yeah. when a call was made. It was handy information. They should go back to that um for sure but the call is in a town that's an hour away from us but this person i'm in a relationship with is supposed to be at work in the town we're in at the time this call is pinging off the wrong tower right mm. so um I know that he's not at work, which explains why we're broke, can't pay bills, can't feed the kids, right? Yeah. Okay, so I call this number. A woman answers, and I basically said, are you sleeping with my man? And she goes, who is your man? <laughs> I go, I don't really know if I'm sleeping with your man. Which one is he? Okay, so I say, and I do literally say, I'm like, damn, bitch, how many men are you sleeping with that you can't narrow it down? <laughs> okay, and then I say the name, right? But, I mean, it was like, yeah, what? I mean, are you sleeping with somebody's man or not, heifer? <laughs> okay, in any case, she says, well, you called my number, so I guess you know the answer. Cool, I hang up. So, she calls me back because I'm getting prepared to leave at this point. Yeah. She calls me back and she's like, hey, listen, I did not know um, this person said that y'all were not together. He said that you had cheated on him with his best friend, which absolutely never happened. He said that you were seeing this guy. Absolutely was not at the time. Um, he came and saw me at night so i figured if he was in a relationship he wouldn't be able to do that i i never you know had a reason to doubt him he worked nights which is how he was able to do that now at the time i was pissed at her and i just wanted to rip her apart but now that i'm more mature and out of the situation i see my issue was not with her she was absolutely not at fault yeah um she probably honestly did not know that is a plausible story this person is a liar was a liar i'll say was and um so 
it absolutely was I mean, she honestly probably did not know. So random chick that slept with my ex. If you're out there listening, sorry about that. Should not have been mad at you. Anyhow, so I was friends with his bestie, so I called him and I was like, hey, you need to come get my kids off the bus because I'm on my way to kill my man. And so um, I hang up and he's like trying to call, but I ain't having it. And so I get in my car and I leave because I know where this dude is and and I'm going to go just, I'm going to kill him. So um I'm speeding and I, I go down, I top this hill and there's a cop sitting there and, um, he's actually coming towards me. He passed me. And so, but when I say I was speeding, I was speeding. <laughs> so, um, he hits his lights. Now looking back, I'm like, how did this dude shoot me with the radar gun? Cause I mean, I don't believe, cause by the, when I passed him, like, I don't think he had time to whip it out. Oh yeah. Stuff, I'm so. sure he didn't. Um, so he may have been lying about that. I don't know. It may have just been on on the dash. In any case, so, um, I pull over because I don't want to get in trouble for running from the cops. And, um, he comes up to the window and I'm, I'm like the maddest I've ever been in my life. Um, so I thought, and this dude was about to prove me wrong in like five minutes. In any case, he comes up, he's like, where are you going to so fast? I tell him. <laughs> Like, I, I caught this dude cheating on me, and I'm going to find him. And uh, he's like, he gets my license, and, you know, he pats my car, and he's like, sit tight for me. Because, you know, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes back to his car. So, in a few minutes, he comes back, and he's like, I'm going to need you to step out of the car. And I'm like, hold up, why? <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm going to place you under arrest. I'm like, What? I get out the car because I ain't trying to fight with no cop. And uh, he goes, I'm going to put you under arrest for excessive speed, which he actually did lower it before I went to court. So thanks for that, my guy. And um, for a suspended license. And I'm like, oh, no, my license is not suspended. This is incorrect information. And he goes, no, your license is suspended because your tag has been revoked. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. My tag is right here on my vehicle. It's the current tag. And he's like, well, no, because your tag got revoked because you don't have insurance on the car. Uh, These are all charges, by the way. No, I do have insurance on the car. 100% have insurance on the car. I'm with insurance company, blah, 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 right here in town. He's like, uh, according to the computer, you don't have insurance. You haven't for months. Um, that caused your tag to be canceled, which also is illegal. And that caused your license to be suspended, which is also illegal. And then I'm speeding. So at this point, I'm like way madder than I was before when I was yeah. madder than I had ever been in my entire life. I'm hella mad at this point. I'm mad. Okay, so... All right, I got nothing bad to say about this cop. Dude is super nice. He's just doing his job. He cuffs me in the front. He takes my stuff, but my phone goes off and he lets me answer it and it is my ex. And so I get into like a screaming fight with him in the back of a cop car. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I'm cussing him out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so pissed. Like I am never in my life have I been this pissed. So 
he takes my phone back away from me because I guess I can't be trusted because I'm like, I mean, I am in a screaming fight in the back of this cop car. I'm so pissed. So then, um, I don't know if the best friend called and the cop answered the phone or he let me answer the phone or if I called him, I cannot remember and I should have asked. But um, in any case, somehow he was informed that I was on the way to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so can you imagine <laughs> so um and and i don't remember how he got informed like at that moment like i don't i was not thinking straight but can you imagine michelle's on the way to jail she just told me she was gonna kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> then i call my father for him to come bail me out because um you know he's gotten that phone call from several of his children i'm sure so he knows the process and so he's gonna bail me out but this is a hassle because he does not live in the same county and so he doesn't own property in that county so he has to get a bond on his property in his county which means he has to drive 30 miles to the courthouse in his county mm -hmm catch them get them to do the bond on it all that paperwork and then have them to transfer it to the county i'm in so um this is like a major deal learn from my mistakes know somebody that owns land in the county before you commit a crime people okay so new. <laughs> officer nice guy checks me into the jail he wishes me luck <laughs> He leaves. They do my fingerprints. They do my mugshot. Do you have a copy of your mugshot? No, I don't. I never oh, saw no. it anywhere. I looked for it right after, and I never like they didn't publish it or anything. In any case, um, they sit me on this bench with all these other criminals that are waiting on a sale, right? Mm -hmm. And this lady next to me leans over. I swear to you, this is true. She goes, "What are you in for?" <laughs> I not think this was a true thing. It is. Um, I said, I caught my man cheating. I got caught speeding on my way to confront him. I'm like, what about you? This heifer goes, um, armed robbery. I'd have killed him too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I would have if I hadn't got arrested. <laughs> so, um, just fun fact. Her bail was actually less than mine. What? Yes. So, um, just fun fact for y'all. At this point, she looks down at me at my shirt and she laughs and she goes, that's funny. So I look down and this is the first time I realized it, but I'm wearing a t-shirt that says <laughs> mullets rock. <laughs> so I look back, I'm, in the back of a police car having a screaming fight <laughs> with a mullet's rock shirt. I'm in my mug shot with a mullet's rock shirt. So, honestly, listen, this is a white trash baller move right here. I'm just going to throw it out there. So, this lady's nice. We chat for a little while. Then they line us up and they march us into the cell. Now, there are like 10 to 15 women in this cell, and this cell's like a 12 by 12 room. Um, it's a lot like in the movies. There are benches on most of the walls, and then there's a toilet, like, um, centered, like, not on the center of the wall, but off to the side, but not in the corner. And except for that back wall that the toilet was on, all three of the other walls are glass, floor-to-ceiling glass. 
And this is in the reception area of the jail. So, yeah. like, everybody get marched through. It's like a fishbowl. Okay. And then there is a man cell. Um, like, there's, like, a walkway. And then they're across the walkway. And theirs is the exact same way. Like, you can see their shitter and everything. Like, okay. what? And then they just have a ton of people, like, women in one and men in the other. Right? So, um, I have to pee, like super bad but everybody can see not like just the women in the cell with you the officers at the desk the people that are coming in to pay fines or whatever they're yeah. doing the men in the other cell everybody can see this toilet plain as day and i mean this is a floor to ceiling window right i should have took turns peeing like should have i don't know i had to pee so bad but there is zero privacy right so um I tell the dude, I'm like, uh, hey, Mara, I gotta pee. And he's like, toilet's right there. He is a dick, okay? So, um, I'm like, everybody can see. So, in my Mullet's Rock t-shirt, um, like, too good to pee in front of everybody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna hold it. So, again, another learning opportunity if you're going to get arrested, pee first. Pee before you commit a crime. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, there were other ladies there. They were not concerned about their privacy, and nor were the men in their cell. Because um, uh, I saw more people use the toilet that day than I, like, ever thought I would in my entire life. <laughs> like, I never I saw, like, a full lifetime of people dropping a deuce. In like that time span where I was there, like I lived my whole life of people that I ever would have seen go to the bathroom. Nice. Right there. Like I've had kids, six kids, had not seen that many people go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, they were not concerned. They were just, I mean, just like without, just going and going. I mean, just walk over there and sit down and go. So. Um, Did you end up going? Hell no. Mm -mm. <laughs> Me and my mullet's rock t-shirt for two. Like, maybe if my shirt had been longer. Yeah, you could pull it down. And I could have pulled it down. But, I mean, you got to, like, drop your pants. And the wall, like, you could reach out and touch the wall that you're next to. Mm -hmm. And it's glass. <laughs> so, like, they're seeing it. And that's the wall that the men's cell was on, the one that was closest mm. to the toilet where it was glass. No, absolutely not. Anyway, I was too good for that. So, um, I decide that I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to mind my own business. Um, I'm not really scared. Like, I'm pissed. But I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not small and I look mean. So, I'm like, you know, I think I'll be fine. But I also don't want to risk it because, yeah. you know armed robbery and stuff you know she was <laughs> super nice but still I, you know i don't want to risk it because i'm kind of a smart ass yeah i'm just like a natural born smart ass <laughs> like my first instinct when somebody says something is to have a smart ass comment and like i don't want to do this and get shanked in prison like it's not what i felt like my day was going to be like <laughs> and so i'm just like no i'm just going not interact as much as possible. I'm going to sit here and just wait on somebody 
to come with some bail and get me out, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there, and this lady who um, looks a lot like Patty the Daytime Hooker, if you get that reference from My Name is Earl. If not, look it up. I do need um, to. I've watched My Name is Earl, but I can't place. So Patty the Daytime Hooker is in the cell with me. This is what she looks like, right? She comes and she sits down next to me. And she leans in, oh. swear this is true. She goes, what are you in for? <laughs> so I tell her the whole story because I'm over here like, mm, I, no, I am not. Uh-uh. Hell no, I ain't do nothing wrong in this situation. That's his dumb ass. And so um, I tell him the whole story. So then I got women coming in. They're like listening in. <laughs> You know, because they nosy. Women yeah. are nosy anyway. But, you know, you listening to a jailhouse, you got to know if you can, like, turn state's evidence and listen. She told me this <laughs> when we were in the holding cell. You got to listen in. So, um, so I tell them, because I ain't got nothing good to say. I ain't got nothing they can um, use against me. I tell them what happened. So some of them start telling their stories about their little cheating men and all of this. Um Listen, none of us were making good decisions with our lives at that point, right? <laughs> so, um, and, and it strikes me. I'm like, we're a sad bunch up here in this jail. None of us making good decisions. We need to do better, ladies. <laughs> so then all of a sudden we hear yelling at the desk. And so, you know, we all look through the fishbowl. And so Bestie is there. And he is yelling at Sergeant Dickhead at the desk. And he's like, they got this little window there, like at a gas station. Mm -hmm. And he's like all through the window yelling at him and pointing at him. We can't hear what's getting said. We just hear that there's a ruckus, right? And so um, I must have made some kind of reaction because Patty the Daytime Hooker says, is that your man? She talks like um, she's been smoking for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah. And that is a direct quote. It's not like when I've said that in the story about my man, because I ain't calling that. Um, but that is a direct quote. She's like, is that your man? And I'm like, uh, no, he's not. And she, he's continuing to yell at Sergeant Asphalt. And so Patty looks at me and she goes, show looks like your man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, he's not. And so eventually they call me to get my stuff, get ready, right? And so I ain't got no stuff. They take everything. Mm. Like they have it with them, like in a baggie. And so they're like, uh, get ready to leave. What the hell am I'm I ready. getting ready, man? I mean, just let me out, right? But it's like, they tell you that. And then it's like five minutes later, they come to get you like, and you're right there. You're like five foot away. Like, <laughs> I see that you're not coming to get me. I see what you're doing. <laughs> anyway. It's glass. Exactly. Like, you're not hiding. Like, I don't know if you think it's, like, tinted. Like, we can't see you. We see you. <laughs> so he is. Get ready. I mean, okay, my guy. I'm ready. <laughs> Come now. No, he don't slow-ass, man. Anyway. So, um, I get ready to leave. And there is this meth-head-looking heifer next to me. She's sitting on this bench. And I'm not going to say she's on meth. I'm just saying that she looked like she had recently been acquainted with meth. <laughs> I, I was going to leave it at that. Listen, y'all get offended. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, you know who I'm talking about. 
got the hair, got the teeth. I'm just yeah. saying, y'all know who I'm talking about. She is sitting on the bench next to me. And she goes, this makes me laugh every time I'm trying to calm down so I don't chuckle through it. She goes, are you using y'all glasses? <laughs> yes. I look at her and I'm like, what? Okay. So I'm not saying what, like, what did you say? I could not hear you. I'm saying what, like, who the hell is not using the glasses that they're wearing? Who the hell is not using their glasses? I'm wearing them on my face. <laughs> Who is this that is about their life not using the glasses that their eyeballs are seeing out of? Okay, this is what I'm thinking in my head, right? Now, she must have thought I didn't hear her. <laughs> or she may have been trying to intimidate me looking back, but... um. She was like 65 pounds. <laughs> My thigh is bigger than her entire body, right? And so I'm not, in fact, intimidated. I'm not. But she may have been trying to intimidate me now that I'm looking back. And she says, give me your glasses when you leave. <laughs> I'm standing up. Like, the guy's coming. I'm standing there. I look at her. And, like, in my mind, I'm going, don't be a smart ass. But, like, I can't. Like, I'm, I'm walking out the door, and I look, and she's like, give me your glasses. I look at this. <laughs> I look at this effort. I'm dead still. I turned around. I looked at her like she's a fool. And I go, bitch, what? What the fuck? No! <laughs> no! So, I leave. I don't know who bailed me out. <laughs> I don't know if it was Bestie or my father. I have a vague memory of being in the car. <laughs> yeah, you were Papa. there. You were there. <laughs> I don't know if you were with Papa, but uh, you might have been with Bestie. And so, um, in any case, just to clarify. So, the ex had been paying the car insurance payments as far as I knew. And um, turns out that he had not, in fact, paid those car insurance payments in months. So um, his bestie calls him and he's like, listen, they're saying there's no insurance. And so the ex tells bestie that he definitely paid it. So that must have been a mistake. So, Bestie goes to the insurance company, because remember I said it's in town. Mm. Now, this heifer up here is like, oh, no, uh, it ain't paid. It ain't been paid in months. So, he calls the ex, and he's like, listen, they said it ain't been paid in months. No, that's wrong. He's like, dude, I'm in the insurance company. I'm here right now. The woman is right here. I can touch her. Oh, Lord. This fool is like, huh, no, they wrong. Bitch, no, they're not. <laughs> anyway, so um, he had not, in fact, paid the insurance, which had, in fact, caused the whole avalanche of um, events that had happened. This series of unfortunate events, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
I did when, um, oh, after uh, Bestie yelled at him and was like, you know, he was not, in fact, telling the truth about the insurance, dude disappears for a week. He just disappears. Like, he has no idea if I got out of jail or... um, Where his kids were. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Disappeared for a week. And so, um, I did go to court, and I was able to get some of the charges dropped, and that cop, um, bless his heart, hope he's doing good, he did reduce that speed and, like, way down. (laughs) And, um, I, but I got sentenced to probation for a year. For a year! And so, um, that was the story of how I got arrested in a Mullet's Rock shirt. So, what happened to the shirt? Okay, so let me tell you some background on the shirt where I got it from. Okay. Okay, so um, I I like a good mullet, right? Like, <laughs> I like it. I've always loved a good Georgia neck warmer, Tennessee waterfall, <laughs> Camaro crash helmet. <laughs> Love them, right? <laughs> they make me happy. Like a good one, because you got some people, they ain't even trying. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And they be spiky on the top. I don't love that. But um, got to be curly on because if you're spiky, you're not really business in the front. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it has to look good in the front. Like, you could go to a business meeting if you just stay facing them. <laughs> so, I think if you got that real short spiky hair where it's still a little bit of party, mm-hmm. that ain't a mullet. Alright? So, anyway, I like a good mullet. This is not... um news to my friends and so i have this friend wesley he goes on vacations he sees this um he goes to gatlinburg probably (laughs) (laughs) and he sees this t-shirt and he's like michelle love this i need to get it and so um it's black it has on the front it says mullet rocks in block letters and they're filled with the american flag because there's nothing more america than a mullet Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I wore it all the time. So not only was it a mullet's rock shirt that I was wearing, like it was well worn. It was like faded out. <laughs> it was holes like, in the yeah, it had like some holes in it. Like I mean, it was like a well loved shirt. Also, so it wasn't like as as redneck as the mullet's rock shirt on its own was yeah like the whole how worn it was and everything it was pretty up there so um i do not know what happened to the shirt i cannot imagine i would have gotten rid of it it's probably packed up somewhere <laughs> i may run across it sometime i mean after i die i may be in the attic and run across it i don't know if so bury me in it okay but um what if you're already buried and we find it, and then what? We dig just, you back up? Just go dig a hole and put it in my grave. Okay. <laughs> just leave it with me. Just wear it. Just wear it. Okay. If you're going to break a log or something, put it on. <laughs> just hold up the tradition. So, uh, funny story about... Never mind, I can't tell that. <laughs> no, you got you now. Um, Let me change some names. Okay. Okay. So, um, I had a friend who was going on a vacation. It was a different friend in a different vacation with their family. And um, they got into an altercation on the road in which somebody in a truck 
had been was like yelling at them and they kept like cutting them off and then this person got pissed about it and so they like yell out the window because they ain't never really been somebody to shy away from a confrontation like yeah. if the dude had pulled over they'd have got pulled over and fought on the side of the road like this is who this dude is and so anyway this um person in this truck throws a um a coffee cup or something what out the window on this guy's car so this friend of mine he gets pissed and so he um he's got like a dr pepper or something mountain dew <laughs> probably mountain dew <laughs> now i know who it is it's not who you think oh, well, and uh and he he like speeds up and gets next to him and he throws the can out yeah. the window and hits the truck right and um, but when he does, he dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to go to the emergency room <laughs> and, um, and get his shoulder reset. And so they had to pause the vacation <laughs> and go sit in the emergency room and have his shoulder put back in and then he had problems with that shoulder from then on and then anytime it would pop out or whatever i'd think about why <laughs> and it made me laugh every time but uh y'all shouldn't be getting into road rage because nowadays you get shot back in the day you know you get out at the parking lot at the at mcdonald's and have a fist fight or whatever and everybody get in their cars and go their separate ways but now, i had some road rage nowadays you get shot I had road rage on the way home from the mountains too. Was on I twenty six. What yeah. in the world are y'all doing? Like, oh okay, so I'm I'm steadily passing people. So I'm in the left lane, steadily passing people. The speed limit's probably like sixty five. I'm going like seventy seven. I'm going a good speed for this speed limit, and um, I'm steadily passing people. And then there's this guy on my butt. And so then I speed up because I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not passing them fast enough. And like, I literally cannot get over because there's so many people in that lane. Nobody's in my lane. So I speed up. I'm probably going like 80 at this point. And he's still on my butt. I'm like, ooh. And then he like goes like he's going to go around me and sees there's somebody there. And he goes like he's going to go around me and see somebody there. And I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. I just want to ride next to this guy now because you're making me mad. So then, um... So there's this guy, and then like three car links up, there's a truck. So I'm like going fast enough where he could possibly get over before I get to that truck, and I really don't want to let him. So then I'm going, and I like, I'm going, I'm like, I'm not going to let him by, I'm not going to let him by. And then he starts to, he like gets over, so I slam on my gas, pedal to the metal. My car ain't got no oomph because it's a mommy mobile. <laughs> I get up to like 96 and he passes me, cuts me off, slams on the brakes. So I lay on my horn. I honked for at least like 60 seconds. No lie, laid on my horn on his butt, honked for like 60 seconds. I could have died that day because he probably could have shot me. Could have. Because people, people are crazy. And then he didn't go nowhere. He like got up a few cars up and then just rode up there. Like, are you kidding me? Why? Why was it so important that you had to cut me off and you're getting off in the next exit? No. Woo! Woo! Made me so mad. Listen, I um, I 
I get road rage, but more on the lines of like I don't slam on my brake. I don't want nobody hitting my car. And uh, but like I'll call you some colorful names, and then you know like um, yeah, I'll be like nobody heard that but I'll, I'll call some colorful names if you've ever ridden in the yeah. left hand lane near me you've been called a name <laughs> that you won't like i'm just gonna throw that out there i do not absolutely my pet peeve is people riding in the left hand lane if you are not actively passing you need to get over or actively turning yeah get out of that lane it is not a riding lane. It is not a lane for you to feel like you're going five mile an hour over the speed limit so you can ride in it. No, you cannot. And the road we live off of is notorious mm -hmm. for people in the wrong lane. It drives me nuts. Yep. Hate it. But uh, I try to, if somebody is acting a fool, like that i try to just get away from them like if i gotta speed up or whatever get away from them but i mean it didn't sound like that was an option for you it so. was not an option for me i was like actively passing a line of cars when Ooh, and that guy made me so there, mad i just wanted to stay next to another one when we came through there there was traffic was at a stop we sat in traffic on that road for an hour barely moving yeah, I think it was uh, terrible. I think we somehow like got around the traffic because they're doing construction right there. Yes, and I I put in my GPS not to go on that road, and then somehow I'm all of road. a sudden on that road, and I'm like, why am I on this road, stupid GPS? Yeah. So and pissed. that was not the only one that had cut me off. No, people are crazy, idiots. I was trying to uh, ignore it as much as I can. All right, so anyway, that's all I got for this week. Again, I want to remind y'all if you got stories, personal stories about um, close calls with kidnappings or murders or anything like that you want to share, or anybody in your family does, or you know, just something shady, stalker stories, whatever. If you want to send them to us through email or through private messenger, be detailed as you can, and we'll try to get those on the air. So, Maddie, you want to go through the... Um, sure. So, you can follow us on Instagram at unsolved underscore south or join our Facebook discussion page. And we had a lot of good discussions, um, especially on that story. Uh, what's her name? Blank Natalie. Natalie. Yeah, we had a ton of shares and um, like 20 people shared it. We didn't see what they said because they shared it privately <laughs> to their own Facebook pages. But, yeah. And then uh wanted to shout out Karen Reap from Instagram. She said she just discovered us and we're doing great work. Thank so, you. Hey, girl. Thank you. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah. If there's anybody else. I think there was. I'm pretty sure there was. Sometimes we might miss y'all. We apologize about that. You can send a message and go, hey, y'all miss me. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll add you in. Yeah. Also, we're recording ahead of time. So um, if you made a, like a comment in between this, that's, you know, maybe what the deal is. I know. She commented forever ago and just haven't gotten to it yet. 
Yeah. We're all Almost about forgot. It, all right. So um, y'all share us this week with somebody who got arrested. You think that's broad enough? How about somebody in your life that you feel like could get arrested wearing a mullet's rock shirt? <laughs> <laughs> That narrows it down. <laughs> All right. Somebody got arrested then. No, the mullet's rock is fine. Either one. You can do them both. Share us with somebody. <laughs> Just share <laughs> us, people. All right. Bye. We will see y'all next week. Bye.